All stations, all stations, all stations. This is Mike. Broadcasting on channel 1616. If anyone is out there, please respond. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep talking. When I was in the Navy, we used to sail around Newfoundland. And there were a couple of guys on the coast there, fishermen, I guess, who would have conversations on this channel. We'd be, they'd be talking to each other on this channel, which, you know, was supposed to be for emergencies or navigation or whatever. Just full-on conversations about whatever was happening in their town. And then sometime around midnight or one in the morning, they would uh they'd start singing just to no one I think and they would keep transmitting so you couldn't you couldn't get a word in edgewise so you couldn't you couldn't broadcast over them to ask them to stop because they wouldn't hear you so we would uh so we would just listen You know, it's it's pretty lonely being on the bridge of a bridge of a frigate in the middle of the night. I mean, yeah, you got people around you, but they're all in there in their own headspace. The mids watch is kind of it's kind of a weird watch. You know, that's when you learn the most about each other and people just tell their deepest, darkest secrets because they feel so alone. They just want to connect. Which is why even though these guys were broadcasting on this channel and we couldn't, we couldn't interrupt them, it, it was nice. You know, they were just, uh, just singing so we could hear and share in the humanity, I guess. Anyways, that's why I'm talking to you. Nobody, probably, but just in case there's someone out there that can hear this but can't broadcast back. I'm talking for you. What? Well, I, I mean, I guess I'm talking for me, too, because <laughs> old Diefenbarker here doesn't, doesn't really talk back. I mean, he listens good enough, but... Anyways, how did I end up in a cabin in the woods by myself as everything else went to shit? Well, we had to keep going into work, you know, because people kind of expect the military to help them. And as things started to get worse uh, in the past year, people kept coming to us and the police too, probably for help. 
And at first we could a little bit. And then we were ordered to give as much help as we could. But I mean, there wasn't much we could do. Once we started running out of gas and, I mean, food stopped growing, so we didn't. We had our IMPs, like our prepackaged meals, but didn't, uh, they don't feed a city, you know? <laughs> Not for very long, anyway. And then, uh, yeah. Anyways, um, people started dying, like really dying, six months in, when winter struck. We hadn't really had any, food didn't, I don't really know what happened with our food, but there wasn't a lot of it. We started losing power every now and again. And the winter was brutal. People just died from exposure. And they died because they didn't have enough to eat. And when you don't have enough to eat, your body is weaker. And when your body's weaker, you're more vulnerable to the cold. And so Halifax just started getting annihilated. A couple of years ago, my wife, <laughs> a couple of years ago, my wife bought me, uh, it's like a year's supply for a family of, for a family of four of, uh, rations from Costco. It was supposed to be a joke, it was supposed to be a joke. It made me and we laughed at the time, you know, because like, oh, we got to prepare for the world to end, haha, ha, just in case, haha. Ha. Anyways, <clears throat> anyways, um, so we uh. We, we moved them out to this cabin. Because <laughs> why would we need that at home when we have grocery stores? And then when things really started to go pear-shaped, my wife and kid... We decided it would be better if she came up to the cabin and took our son, and I would keep Deef for someone to keep me company while they went up. Because I saw the writing on the wall, 
you know. At work, they told us, you know, that the the ice was melting and changing the temperature of the water, and uh, we sent the sub out a couple times to go take some readings. Salinity was way down. I guess all the ice had melted, or not all, but enough had melted that it changed the salinity in the Atlantic and the Pacific and it stopped the Gulf Stream and I guess when you stop the Gulf Stream the weather starts to get a little crazy and for the past couple years you know summers have been hotter and because summers have been hotter we'd be getting more forest fires and because we're getting more forest fires there's more ash and because there's more ash in the way that wind and the atmosphere work that ash goes to the poles some of it and because there's more ash on the poles there's more heat that's being kept for some physics reason that I don't fully understand and so we were getting these feedback loops and then the Gulf Stream stopped and It was bad. It was really bad. God, we were so arrogant. We didn't do anything. We didn't we didn't change. It's just like Oh yes, warm summer we're having. All the better for riding my motorcycle. It'll be great. Oh yes, it's a beautiful warm winter. I love wearing shorts. Said Canada, not like Australia. And as I'm sure you know, as the storms got worse, you know, we just weren't ready. And we didn't do anything. By the time we started to make changes, it was already way too late. The infrastructure to make those changes had already started to collapse. And they just didn't happen. And now we're here. Cold and alone. Yeah, um, anyways, um, yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a cabin here, uh, it's just kind of one big room with a wood stove in the middle of it, got a big old stack of Costco rations, <laughs> I wonder what happened to her. If anyone sees a sees a short blonde woman with a an amazing smile, the best smile you've ever seen, 
please make sure she's okay. I don't really know what to say here. Um, I, uh, you know, I think I might uh, take up hunting. <laughs>